0: promised. He would go with me always Even till
1: the end Amen, are you glad you know him this morning? what a savior he is boy we're glad to see you thank you for being here today thank you for those who are joining us via live stream let's all stand together we'll make a joyful noise pastor Ken, lead us together this this morning. morning
2: as we're standing we'll be singing when the roll is called up yonder we'll do all three verses today that's when the roll is called up yonder
1: This morning, Can you say amen? amen? Glad to see you. Thank you for being here on this Sunday morning. This is the day the Lord hath made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. Man, I'm glad you're here today. I got several requests and then James is going to open us up in prayer. Uh, we've got several in our church who are continuing to deal with COVID. You pray for them. Pray if you would, please, for uh, the Lawson family. They've all had it. And uh, Brother Frank Lawson's mom, Miss Nadine Now a lot of you know Miss Nadine Up in her 90s, uh, she's got COVID now as well So please pray for the family if you would She's actually in uh, care for the next several days Remember them Several in our church had surgery Brother Randy Harris, Donna Harmon, Betty Wasoski Remember them Sister Linda Granis was scheduled for surgery But could not have it So play uh, or there was nothing they could do uh, for, for her uh, heart procedure Pray for Miss Grannis if you would and, uh, uh, brother Bobby Peck was sharing with me this morning, a family member, uh, who is got cancer, COVID and lost. So pray for that. If you would, we got a lot to pray about today. Remember our services. We sure need the presence of the Lord in our midst. Amen. Son, take us to the throne of grace. Would you join James and ask the Lord to meet with us today? Let's pray, son.
3: Father, as always, we give thanks for the privilege that we have to be here on Sunday. Father, we are reminded that the reason we gather here on the first day of the week, each and every week, is to commemorate the fact that we serve a Savior who has defeated every possible enemy that ever has or ever will stand before us. Father, we are reminded that we do not just serve a good moral teacher, but we serve a crucified and risen conquering king. Father, we thank you that he has promised to fight for us, to defeat all his and our enemies. And Father, as we are gathered here today, we are reminded that it is he that we serve and worship. Yeah. Father, we pray that the songs will be done in a way that brings glory to this king. Father, most importantly, we pray for the preaching of this king's word to us, the holy scriptures. And Father, as they are open, we ask for the spirit to go forth and to do what he has promised to do, to encourage the saints. And Father, we pray that if there are are any here who have not bowed that knee to that king, we ask that today would be the day of their salvation. Father, we love you and we can never thank you enough. And it's through your son we pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. How many of
1: you would testify this morning to say God's been good to you? Listen as the choir sings. been good? Hadn't he been good? We're always delighted to have our friends from Georgia, Brother Steve and Miss Robin Rogers. We got to know them through our friendship with Kyla, and I'm so glad God knit our hearts together many years ago. Come on down, Matt, and and, and Lydia, too. Say again? Miss Lisa got it. Very good. Uh, we always sing this song whenever uh, Robin is with us. I said at our Kyla Roland retreat, our our, our jubilee that we had, our, our dedication ceremony, that that I've been asked a million times what's my favorite Kyla song. And I can never tell anybody that because it depends on what day of the week and what mood I'm in and what I'm facing. There's always a Kyla Roland song. But I can always tell you my favorite Kyla Roland lyric Come and feast your eyes on an empty tune. Come and smell the fragrance where Sharon blooms. You listen as the choir sings, something's happening. Turn that up for us, buddy. birth, and that caused a stir. When men came asking, where is he that is born king of the Jews? We've seen his star and have come to worship him. Herod was filled with wrath. The babe is now a man teaching a new doctrine with compassion and authority. The people are following him. Chief priests and elders are outraged. There is a mob outside of Pilate's Hall today. Something's happening.
0: happening at Pilate's Hall. On a porch, Pilate pleads with an angry mob. In this man called Jesus, I can find no fault. Something's
1: happening at Pilate's His beaten, disfigured body fell beneath the load of the cross. His mother ran to him, but the soldiers pushed her away. I heard the hammer fall, and I knew the nails had been driven. He was on the cross. The scoffers kept chanting, but I heard him speak words of forgiveness. There was a darkness over the earth and a great earthquake. Then I heard him cry from the cross, it is finished. We watched him die, but somewhere deep within my being, I know that this is not over. Choir, Man, I love that song. It's good to see all of you this morning. Thank you again for being here. Several announcements. Let me give you a couple more prayer requests. Uh, uh, pray for Jessie. Uh, she goes today at 4 o'clock to be induced. Uh, and um, pray that she gets through the service. Because I don't know nothing about birth, no babies. Amen. <laughs> but uh, we're praying that God will touch her and give her a safe delivery. This is uh, This is baby number six this year. Amen. I love it. Uh, Mr. Nay, don't drink the water. Also, (laughs) amen. (laughs) Please pray for Sister Sheila Rohr's mother. A lot of you know Miss Sheila's mother has COVID, and Sheila's sister has some other health issues as well. Please remember that one. Several things. First of all, I want to, Brother Kendall may say something uh, a little bit more, but I just want to say a huge thank you. Uh, I mentioned last night on our call system to everyone who came out yesterday for our Operation Christmas Child event. Between kids, parents, grandparents, caregivers, we were able to serve over 200 folks in our community, and I'm very grateful for that. I appreciate the time. The greatest gift you ever give to someone is your time, and I'm thankful for all the work that went in to make this year's effort a success. And I want to say again, I've said it for a couple of years now, a huge thank you to Brother Ken and Miss Susan for their leadership of this project. <laughs> Amen. Three years ago, we sat down together uh, at dinner, and I said, Brother Ken, I'd really like us to be part of Operation Christmas Child. And he said, I think that's a great idea, preacher. And then I said, and I want you to take care of it. And he has, and I appreciate that. Or she has, I should probably say. She has. (laughs) I appreciate that very much. Uh, Back to school. Operation Christmas Child. All of it's good. Amen. Back to school. Sorry. Thank you, Brother Ken. Uh, Speaking of Operation Christmas Child, Saturday. Saturday. August the 20th we turn our attention now to operation Christmas child uh, We will have the OCC event here at our church uh, at 10 a.m. Saturday August the 20th uh, And i'm excited by this we have a uh, an individual from ukraine uh, Natasha Ivanova, who will be here speaking about her salvation experience Because of operation christmas child so you be here for that we are looking forward to it august the 21st choir practice three o'clock And then on August the 28th, we're sure looking forward to Brother Heath Williams being with us in our Sunday morning services. We love Brother Heath. Sunday, September the 4th, we call it Moving On Up. I've been pastoring now for 21 years. I've always called that Sunday where we move up, Moving On Up Sunday. Those of you who are my age and above, how many of you know what move, well, we're moving on up? How many of you know what that means? Those of you that are not raising your hands, you are sad little people is all I can tell you. We call it Moving On Up Sunday, and uh, we're looking forward to it. That's when we move up. Sunday school class, junior church, children's church. I'll put all of that in your bulletin regarding ages, but you keep that in mind. And then a little change. We we regret to have to share this one with you. I'd put out last night. It's in the bulletin this morning as well. Uh, about anyone wanting to go to the Gaither event, all of our senior, our young at heart group, uh, to sign up today and pay today. Unfortunately, there's not enough tickets. There's only a handful left, so we won't be able to participate in that. Not enough for our group. Last week there was a hundred. Today uh, there's less than uh, fifteen left, so we will not be able to participate with that. Miss Charlene, you are welcome to go on your own, but as a group, we can't, take, we can't take more than 15. Now, I'm not going to pick the 15 who's going and the rest that it are not. So, uh, 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 Miss Charlene will give you that money back, but, and we'll pick another event for us for the fall. But next Sunday, uh, our Young at Heart group will be heading up, the ch- up to Cheddar, so please keep that in mind. There is a sign-up sheet in the foyer. And then finally, so excited about this, So excited about this. We are, Lord willing, going to uh, uh, begin our Christmas drama again this year. We've taken a hiatus, amen, for a few years because of COVID. And so we're excited to uh, have our Christmas drama again this year. If you are interested, for those of you who've joined our church in the last three years, really, uh, every year at Christmas, we do a fantastic drama. If I do say so myself, it is really pretty spectacular. It is our Christmas gift to this community. Uh, and we usually have about 80 to 100 participating on stage, backstage crew, everybody. Uh, and so if you're interested in any capacity... In helping out and being part of that there is a sign-up sheet uh, over here in our foyer and so you are at our postal area you please sign up on that if you would and I know the Lord will bless you for it can't wait and uh, you pray that we'll be able to do it this year we've got a great one that James has written and so we're excited to be able to bring that uh, to reality this coming holiday season all right fellas come on make your way down Helms family you all come get ready to sing and again, thank you for your being here this morning and your attention. We're going to pray together and ask God's blessings upon the offering. And uh, we got a special Helms singer this morning. Come on. I told, uh, I told uh, the Helms boys that we're going to name a gospel trio after them called the Helms boys. Because everything I need done around here, everything Brother Ken says, he said the Helms boys will take care of it. So I'm going to get him a t-shirt that says, need yard work? See the Helms boys. <laughs> Need your oil chain? See the Helms boys. I appreciate you guys. Let's pray. Lord, we love you today. And thank you for the opportunity to worship. Lord, bless the family as they sing and all things that we do today in our services. And may your son be glorified. In his name we pray. Amen. Yep.
2: Yeah, they don't want me to be singing this morning. My voice not doing too good. We do have another family member here. This is our other daughter. If y'all don't know her, her name is Tally. She brought her husband back in the back over there. We'll let him stay too. And his father along just to hear this singing. No, I'm just kidding. So y'all pray for us as we try this song here, and I'm gonna let the ladies sing here. Sing.
1: stand together one more time brother ken will come lead us and we'll fellowship just a little bit and then we'll let our youngsters head out to children's church
2: and junior church brother ken come on love this song amen let's sing what a day that will be we'll do both verses this morning that's what a day that will be
1: Great this morning. We got everybody over to my left. To go ahead and get ready in your Bible, Second Timothy, if you would, please, is where we'll be looking at the message this morning. Isn't it good to be in God's house? Good to feel His presence. I say all the time, I don't come to church to be bored. I can be bored at the house. I appreciate you worshiping the Lord this morning. Y'all come on.
2: To sing a song. I do want to kind of second what the pastor said. I appreciate all those who came out and helped us yesterday with the back to school event. A lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of work went on yesterday, and I appreciate you hanging out in the rain, although it rained for yeah. 10, 15 minutes there and getting a little wet. But uh, it'll never, we'll never really understand the impact we had on people's lives yesterday, though it may have been a little frustrating, it may have been a little chaotic at times, but I promise you it'll be worth it when you get to heaven one Amen. day. And uh, we'll see somebody that said, Hey, yeah. thank you for that pair of shoes. Yeah, really changed my life. A lot of folks got to hear the gospel yesterday. Don't know if any of them received Christ as Savior, but the Bible says that some water, some plant, but it's God gives increase. Maybe we did a little watering, a little planting yesterday. Maybe one day we'll get to see the increase. If not, maybe somebody else will. But that's what it's all about—so Lord's work. And I appreciate the sacrifice you made, the giving you gave, and, and the money you uh, gave to back to school. All the car fundraisers that we done I appreciate all the hard work that went into it and I can't brag on you enough but when SAGBC has something to do the workers show up and they yeah. show out and I do appreciate y'all and I know a lot of folks are sick want to be here to help us and I, I appreciate them as well y'all pray for us this morning as we sing this song I can still go free
1: chapter 2. I'm going to go ahead and read the verses to you this morning. They'll sing this final song, 2 Timothy chapter 2, if you would. Found your place? Say amen. Paul writing in what would be his last letter that we're aware of, the last thing that he wrote. He's in a Roman prison knowing that his day of execution is nigh. And he says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, thou Therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Look at verses 3 and 4. They'll be our text this morning. Thou, therefore, endure hardness as a good, what's that word, church? Soldier. Of Jesus Christ, no man that warreth tangleth himself with affairs of this life. Why? That he may please Him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. i all sing.
0: Things missing, hear a still, small voice that you just keep dismissing. Do you know how it feels to be troubled?
1: Uh, I know we got visitors this morning, and I know some of y'all are worried if we're Baptist or Pentecostal. My Bible says "Let everything that hath breath, praise the Lord. Thank you all for worshiping this morning. We're actually Pentecostal. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 1, if you would please. I know we've read it, but I want to jump to verse 3 and read those two verses one more time. Thou therefore... Endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. I make no apologies for the incredible respect and really reverence that I have for those. Men and women who have served our country. In fact, if you've ever been enlisted, if you've ever been uh, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, if you've ever been in service to our country, would would you stand this morning all over the building? Anybody who's ever been in a military service, men and women, amen. You can be seated. Several times during the year, we recognize, of course, at holidays, we recognize those men and women, and I'll do a 30-second rabbit trail with you. I have, have no tolerance for those who disparage those men and women who serve our country. And I'll take that further and say those who are in civil service, they are heroes and heroines and in September we'll be honoring them again. I'm changing the name of the service. We've for years called it Civil Servant Sunday. That's a mouthful. We're going to call it Hometown Heroes. Um, I would love to tell you that the Lord woke me up, and the Lord woke me up in the middle of the night and gave me that. But in fact, his brother, uh, brother Scott and Charlene's son, that church they utilize that. And I believe that a, a good preacher borrows and a great preacher steals. So we're going to use that name. I like it a whole lot better. In reality, those men and women who get up and put on the uniform, whether they're in the military, whether they're in the police, those who are EMS and EMT and firefighters, those men and women that run to what we run from are indeed heroes and heroines. But I want to talk this morning about a different kind of soldier. Our Bible does a a credible job of painting word pictures that help to illustrate our relationship to Christ. Some of them you can rattle off instantly. For example, he's the shepherd and we are the sheep. He's the potter, we're the... He's the bridegroom, we're the bride. But in this analogy that Paul uses, who himself was a masterful in the way he created these word pictures. I'm reminded that that we are indeed soldiers of the cross. I appreciate every man and woman who has served in our armed forces. But I want to recognize another group of veterans today. These are veterans of the army of the Lord. If you're saved this morning, you are a veteran of the cross. You're a veteran of the war against darkness. You don't carry a rifle or drive a tank or fly a plane, but according to Ephesians, you carry a double-edged sword. You wear the armor of God into battle every day. Some folks this morning carry some scars with them. They carry a few scars of battle, of weaponry and warfare. Some of those are visible and some are invisible. But may I say to you this morning that I serve a commander who's never lost a battle. I serve a commander-in-chief who, in fact, has already won the war. And in these verses, our commander-in-chief sends us a message straight to the troops. It's a message that's designed to challenge us, encourage us to continue walking with Him and serving Him instead of this world. I'm gonna give you a message this morning that I'm simply entitling, I'm a Soldier. Four things I want you to note with me. Number one, our confrontation. Our confrontation. One more time, would you read verse 3 of 2 Timothy, chapter 2. Thou, therefore, endure, what's that word? Hardness. Endure hardness. I don't think any one of you who stood just a moment ago would disagree with the statement that being in military ain't easy. In fact... There's a reason why our Army, Navy, Air Force, and Marines, according to a report that I read just this week, are having difficulty feeling their quotas. People can't can't pass basic educational competency tests, can't can't pass physical tests. It's a challenge to be enlisted today. It's a challenge to be engaged today. And Bible says that we are to endure hardness. This idea of hardness is a reminder of suffering or affliction. It's a reminder that the soldier's life is not an easy one. Let me say that again. The soldier's life is not an easy one. There are times when that soldier has to be separated from family and friends There are times when that soldier has to do without some of the basic necessities that we could not imagine dealing with. It's a life of training. It's a life of work. It's a life of intense suffering and difficulty, and at times even possibly paying the ultimate price to be a soldier. May I say to all of us this morning, the Christian life is never guaranteed to be an easy one. If you've been in this church any length of time, you've heard me say this a lot. The easiest thing you'll ever do is get saved. And the hardest thing you'll ever do is live saved. It is so easy to get saved that even a child can do it. But one of the hardest things, one of the most difficult things, one of the most challenging things you'll ever do is to live saved. There will be difficulties. There will be injuries. There will be pain. There will be suffering. There will be hardness for every single soldier of the cross. Because of it, just to be honest with you, A lot of soldiers are thrown in the towel. A lot of spiritual soldiers have decided that the life of hardness is too difficult. Can I pause a moment? I hope you'll say amen, not about me, but about you. I have come too far to turn back now. I've made up my mind that I'm going to endure. I've made up my mind that I'm not quitting. I've made up my mind that I'm going to stay on the firing line. I've made up my mind that despite what comes, whatever difficulty the enemy throws at us, whatever situation we face, whatever tribulation there is, whatever trial we go through, whatever challenge lies ahead, I'm not quitting. I'm not turning around because we need soldiers on the battlefield condition but not only do you see the condition note the challenge if you would in that same verse verse 3 it says endure hardness as a not just a soldier but a good soldier you understand there's a difference between doing something and doing something really well I think I said this last week when we were talking about the need for fathers and the need for men I know a lot of people in my my 20 years of higher ed, I know a lot of people who who love the title. They don't like the work that goes along with the title. There's There's a big difference between doing something and doing it really well. There are some people who do whatever they can, and then there are some people who do all that they can. Would you listen to me this morning? When Paul writes to Timothy to endure hardness as a good soldier, uh, there are some underlying qualities uh, that are implicit in that statement, good soldier. What does that mean? What does it mean to be a good soldier? Uh, I think you'll agree. Uh, A good soldier's got to learn to obey. Amen? Good soldier better learn to obey. Not there'll be consequences. Can I remind you that Jesus says in John fourteen fifteen, "If you love me, keep my commandments." Can I can I pause a second and say I'm, I would I would never uh, speak for God, but I can't help but think sometimes God wonders why we keep putting question marks where He put periods. I can't help but wonder uh, if God doesn't scratch his head sometimes and think, I've given you the rule book. Uh, I've told you what I want. I've told you how to have your best life. Uh, I've told you everything that you need to know. Uh, Why aren't you just being obedient so I can bless you the way I want to? Good soldier's obedient. Good soldier's dependable. Paul writes to the Corinthian church, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, it's required in stewardship that a man be found faithful. Good soldiers, I hope you'll say amen, there's something different about a soldier. You ever see a soldier in full military regalia? Man, there's something impressive about it. James and Anna were getting married, and I said to Anna's daddy, Brother Helms, if you don't mind me saying so, sir, I think you ought to wear your military uniform. And he said, really? And I said, yeah, to be honest with you, I don't care how much we pay for the suits down, down, down the way. You, what you're wearing will outshine the rest of us. There is something special about a military person in full military regalia. Have you ever noticed that when they, when they, when they have that military regalia they stand a little bit taller? I, I noticed Brother David sucked in a little bit more. Just saying, brother. Amen. Amen. Lost 10 pounds when he put that uniform on. You stand a little bit taller. Your head's a little bit higher. Uh, you look different. You act different. You walk different. You talk different. Why? Because you're no longer, listen, you're no longer representing yourselves. Uh, you're representing the United States of America. And it gives you a little bit of pride. Hey, look at me. Uh, you might not be a soldier uh, in the physical army, but you're a soldier in God's army. Uh, and that means uh, that you don't have to hang your head. Uh, you're not a second class citizen. Uh, you're not a nobody. Uh, God doesn't create junk. Uh, he doesn't doesn't save uh, and turn you into junk. Uh, Hold your head up high. Uh, You're a prince. Uh, You're a princess. You're a child of the king. Uh, Walk differently. Act differently. Look differently. You are somebody. You're a soldier for God. Don't be ashamed of it. Be proud of it. Not only is a soldier obedient, different. A soldier's brave. Some of the bravest people I know are those who are enlisted in the service of our country. You've got to be brave to get in today, whether you're in civil service or military service. 1 Peter 5 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, seeketh who he may devour. Would you amen me, church? Our, so, our, our country needs some soldiers. Our churches need some soldiers. And God knows our families need some soldiers. Our homes, our schools, our businesses, uh, and the very, uh, the, the, the very movement we stand for, being a born-again Christian, needs uh, some soldiers. Our confrontation, our situation, Go to the chapter 2, verse 4. Let's read the first clause. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. If you're going to be a good soldier, there are some things you got to avoid. Good soldier doesn't get tangled up in this war. He doesn't get tangled up and become so burdened down uh, that 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 the world uh, has more attraction to him uh, than that in which he's engaged. Uh, here, uh, according to Hebrews chapter two, that soldier, that man, that woman avoids those besetting sins uh, that will so easily uh, lay us down. The faithful soldier knows uh, that the commander might might call us up into battle at any moment, uh, so he and she's got to be ready. Uh, the good soldier. Oh, amen. Here, uh, the good soldier can't allow a hobby uh, to take the place of his service. Uh, can't allow family to take the place of his service. Uh, can't allow anything to take the place of his service. Uh, because when he or she enlisted, uh, they signed on the line. Uh, they pledged an oath. Uh, and that oath comes first. May I say to you folks, don't not to be any different for our service to God. Hear me this morning. Don't throw your Bibles at me. Uh, God help us uh, to stop putting everything ahead of our service for God. It gets real easy for us to put this ahead of it. And this hobby and that's sport. Nothing wrong with hobbies. Uh, nothing wrong with good times. Uh, nothing wrong with family. Uh, but if you're not careful, those things become more important than your service to God. And if we're a soldier, uh, there is nothing more important than our service to God. Some things we got to avoid. There are some things that we have to adopt. Listen now. That word... Wareth reminds us that all God's soldiers are engaged in warfare. You go back and you read the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, we're told to put on the whole armor of God. And then that armor is described for us breastplate of righteousness, helmet of salvation. You know, the, you know it. This image is one that. The audience of the day would easily understand Rome is in charge of all of known society. And there are Roman soldiers everywhere. Uh, you can't walk out your house. You can't go down the street. You, you can't go anywhere uh, without seeing yourself uh, and uh, uh, surrounded by soldiers, seeing the imagery uh, of a soldier. Uh, that soldier image was always in front of us. Look, folks, we don't like to talk like this, but the reality is we're on a battlefield. I can I, I just got to tell you, I, th- I think sometimes we, we forget that when a soldier goes to battle, it's not a walk in the park. I mean, if, if, if one of our own, we got three or four young men and young women who today are, are in service, and God forbid, if they got called up into a hot zone of battle, there's not a single one of us in here that wouldn't be on this altar begging for God's protection. I mean, if one of them uh, got called up into, into an area where we're actively engaged and, and military battles are happening, uh, we'd be begging God to keep them safe. I'm not minimizing what they're going through, but would you listen to me? Uh, on a spiritual level, uh, we're fighting the same kind of battle, church. And you hear me? The battle's not with each other. The battle's not with another church. battle's not with another domination battle's not with another style of worship. The uh, battle's not with the church over yonder, over yonder. Uh, the battle that we face uh, is against principalities, evils uh, in high places, uh, and it's spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare. Notice, not only are there some things we must avoid and adopt our confrontation, our situation, but notice our motivation. It's so hard, preacher. Why do you do it? Why should we remain engaged in this kind of battle? Why do we do it? Roads are difficult. Challenges are real. Battle is long. Why not just throw in the towel like so many others have done? Paul answers that. For young Timothy, he says at the last clause of verse 4, that he may please Him, who has chosen Him to be a soldier. Why do we do it? Just want to please Him. Why do you endure the difficulties? Just want to please Him. The reason that we, we, we do it for Him is because of what He did for us. Some of you have heard me share this story. When I was an undergrad at William & Mary, I had a theater professor who had narcolepsy. For those who don't know, narcolepsy is that condition where you just fall asleep instantly. There would be times, his name was Dr. Jerry Bledsoe. Renee met him. There'd be times where Dr. Bledsoe would be standing up lecturing, and he'd put his back up against the chalkboard. It was a chalkboard back then, don't judge. Put his back up against the chalkboard, and if he got comfortable, he's out. There were two or three times he would he would become so out uh, that the chalkboard wouldn't support him, and and two or three students would have to go up there and grab him, and help him sit down because he'd fallen out, just dead asleep. Told us the story one day he'd been he'd been in military. Would you look at me? Narcolepsy and military is not a good combination. Not a good combination. And this was 60, he was, when I, when I had him as, his, I don't think he's alive now, when I had him as a professor, he was in his 70s, so I, I'm sure he's not alive now, because he'd be like 120, he's not alive now. <laughs> but, but narcolepsy was not diagnosed when he was in service back in the 40s, or 50s, whenever he was. And so he didn't know what to do. He he didn't know how to control it. And 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 he told the story that one evening uh, he was on uh, military patrol, and it was like two o'clock in the morning. And, and man, he could barely keep his eyes open. He was so tired, and thought, "Man, I gotta, I gotta just, I gotta close my eyes for just a second." And he leaned back up against the wall, and sure enough, gone. Here comes his commanding officer, of course, right at that moment. And the commanding officer comes up to him and says, Dr. Bledsoe said he did. In Jesus' name I pray. Yes, sir? (laughs) The reality is, folks, it's a battlefield. And would you look at me? There are too many who've thrown in the towel. There are too many soldiers. Too many. Said I've had enough. Don't throw your Bibles at me when I say this. We've lost too many as they transition from teenagers to adults. We've lost too many of them. We've lost too many that we've spent 10, 15, 18, 20 years pouring the playbook into, and they transition to adulthood. Now, I don't want that. We've lost too many. Help us understand, folks, we are on the battlefield. I'm nearly done. I'd like to go back and look at the last clause of verse 4. Why do we do it? Please Him. Chosen us to be a soldier. Can I? The reason I had Bethany sing that song, I know we just sung it a couple weeks ago, but I, the reason I had Bethany sing that song this morning is I, I want you to pause a moment. Just, Just pause a moment. Think how good God's been to you. Think of where you were when God found you. Think of the prayers that God's answered for you. Think of the blessings that He's wrought upon your life. You know, in this culture of of instant gratification, of Social media. Uh, you, know what I, you know what I've learned? We romanticize the past as being better than what it really was. And we degrade the present as being worse than it really is. We look back at the past and think, man, if it can only be like this, if it can only be like that, if it can only be like it was, hey, you're forgetting about the battles you had back then, the challenges you faced back then. It's easy to look back to yesterday and think, if only, may I say to you, hear me, the God that took care of you then has not forgotten how to do it now. The God that blessed you then is not going to fail you now. The God that answered prayer for you then is not going to stop answering prayer for you now. So why do we do it? it uh, because he found me, uh, he blessed me, uh, he saved me, uh, he changed me, uh, he's given me more than I could ever imagine and ever create for myself. The life he gave me is mighty good, and I don't want to fail him now. Last clause again, one more time, we're done. That he may please him with chosen him, chosen him. To be a soldier. Close your Bibles. I have shared my testimony a lot of times, but I'm going to give you a little snippet this morning. One more time. Just my testimony. Brother Ken I got this invitation already lined up. You all know I was raised in church. All my life, since the time I was seven, every, every time the doors open, I played the organ and played the piano for a ladies African-American trio, the best services I was ever in before that African-American trio ladies group I played for. And then I went away to school, went away to college. And like has happened with lots of your family members and others, I went away to college, I was 18, I knew everything. I'm out of mom and daddy's house and out of mom and daddy's rules and decided I can do whatever I want to, and so I did. Whatever I wanted to. I got to the point where, to be candid with you, I I was a self-proclaimed agnostic. Agnostic and atheist are very similar. Atheist says there is no God. And agnostic says, I don't know if there's a God or not, but I'm not interested. Self-proclaimed agnostic. And then life just started spiraling. I mean, things just started falling apart. For me, and I say this, I never talk about this in front of my kids because I'm embarrassed by it. But for me, it came to a crash When my class at William & Mary, my sophomore year, ended at 11.50. And the only thing I can think is I got to get to my refrigerator. I got alcohol in there. I need a drink. It's the only way I'm going to get through this day. 11 o'clock in the morning. And I'm already thinking, oh, my gosh, I got to get, I got to, I got to, I got to, I got to. That was in December. Came home for Christmas break. Renee's daddy. Was then the pastor of my church and Renee's sister-in-law, no, yeah, Renee's sister-in-law, Patty, said you ought to go ask Greg out. Or I ought to go talk to Greg. Said to me, you ought to ask Renee out. She knows this. She's not offended by it. I said, her, she's way too old for me. I'm not interested. Not interested. She's nine years older than I am. I was, I was 19. She was 27. I'm not interested. We went out. Had a good time. My mother was over the moon elated and overjoyed. I'm dating the preacher's daughter. What could be better to get her son back? I walked in the kitchen door. Mama said, how'd it go? Did you like her? What'd you think? I said, she's all right, but I feel sorry for whoever falls in love with that self-centered, self-willed, egotistical woman. (laughs) She's like a bull in a china shop, Mama. And everybody said, amen. (laughs) And I went back to school. And it got worse. It got worse. And I was this close from just saying, I'm done. And I was wallowing in a little bit of self-pity. So I come home from May, and I told Mom, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Renee out again. I just want to talk to her. So I, I go to Kroger. She's working there. And I, looked at her. I said, when you, get, when you get done, let's go to Shoney's. By the way, why Shoney's? Because they have this little man of heaven called hot fudge cake. <laughs> Again, you young people have got no idea what you're missing. <laughs> Renee and I went out, had dinner, had some hot fudge cake, and I just kind of unloaded on her. Told her all I was doing, all the things I was feeling and what I was facing. And to be candid, I, I was expecting her to look at me and say, oh, poor you, poor pitiful you. It's rough being you, isn't it? She looked at me and God said, give me a break. Give me a break. She looked at me and she said, you were raised better than this. Your family instilled a life in you that's better than this. She looked at me and she said, until you get right with God, nothing else is going to work. Went long until I tested her theory. And you know what? She's 100% right. Now look at me. I'm, I'm done. It ain't all been sunshine and roses since I rededicated my life. But my, my worst day with him is so much better than my best day without him that I may please him. Who hath chosen me. It would have been so easy for God to look at that little 19-year-old snot-nosed kid who thought he knew everything and say, I'm done with you. It had been real easy for God to say, you know better than this. Finished. But I'm so glad that when I let go of him, he never let go of me. So you forgive me if I just want to please him. Let's stand at our feet this morning. The coffee's going to play a song in just a moment that I ask him to have ready. Anytime I do any message that's related to being a soldier, I want this song played. With every head bowed and every eye closed, let me ask you a question this morning. Nobody's looking. How many of you would just be honest and say, preacher, I, I know I need to check up in my Battlefield experience. I need to. I need to be more engaged in the battle for God. Pray for me this morning, all over the building. I'm seeing a lot of hands go up. You can put them down. Is there anybody here that would be honest and say, "Preacher, I'm not. I've, I've never even enlisted. Never even signed up. I don't know the commander." Pray for me this morning. Go ahead, Brother Coffee. Every one of you that raised your hands, could I? encourage you to step out this morning. We're soldiers on the battlefield. Would you come this morning and re-enlist, re-up, re-engage in the battle this
4: morning? Come on. I am so blessed.
1: Don't
4: worry when I'm.
1: I love this line. I'll get
4: back. I'll get back to the fighting for my uniform of God's righteousness. Of God's right.
1: He's already defeated.
4: He's already. Jesse, make
1: your way up here, if you would. I'm going to ask any of the ladies Jesse has said we can. Would you come pray with Jesse this morning? Just a couple I'll hours, she'll be surrender. having her baby. You all come and pray with her this morning.
4: We're settled long ago. I have taken, taken
1: my position. You can look this way, folks. We're just Behind
4: fellowshipping now. Child,
1: hold on. Fellows, would you make your way down quickly this morning? Uh, we need to do the missions offering. I got so excited over what I was preaching, I forgot the missions offering, and I don't want my ordination papers revoked, so we're going to collect our missions offering. Ladies, y'all play for us. First Sunday of the month is always Mission Sunday. In addition to what you give, our church gives 14% back to, to missions, so we appreciate your generosity. Lord, bless the offering. Thank you for our missionaries and the way you allow us to support them. Bless them in their work. In Christ's name, take off, guys. God bless you. Thank you for being here today. Let's be soldiers on the battlefield. You're dismissed this morning. Fellowship with one another. God bless you for being here.